0: Hey, this is Rachel True, and you're listening to GGR Pirate Radio.
1: So, they may just keep us working from home, like, uh, who God knows how long, you know? Like, it might be a
0: really long time. I don't know about you, but for me, I, I, I hope so. Not that I want people to get sick, but... The fringe benefit of working from home has been beneficial to me personally. Oh, yeah. yeah so. dude,
1: I, I haven't had to put on
0: regular pants in, like, months. It's fantastic. It's awesome. I go yeah. from my sleeping pajamas to my working pajamas. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, yeah. I, I, I a, a collection of basketball shorts has pretty much, like, been my, my wardrobe. Yeah. That's... <laughs> Yeah. And like and and I think I I joked about it, like on my Facebook, like like weeks ago. uh, And I said one of the advantages of quarantine is that like the rotation, because like I always picture my 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 wardrobe as like a uh, like the rotation of like a, a sports team. Right. I was like bench players are getting like 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 full time minutes like everybody gets a chance to play now because like all outfit combinations are in play. You know, like T-shirts that normally are only undershirts. Nope. Now they're work shirts. Doesn't matter. Like everybody gets in the game. It's awesome. It's like Little League. Everybody gets to play at least three innings.
3: (laughs) You're listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Don't be a juice bag.
2: This is called Pirate Radio.
0: Before we get started... Does anyone want to get out? You run around this city like it's your damn shooting gallery. Yeah, what, what do you think?
3: do? What do you do?
2: You act like it's a playground. You beat up the bullies with your fists. You throw them in jail. Everybody calls you a hero, right? And then a month, a week, a day later, you're back on the streets doing the yeah. same goddamn so, thing. So you just put them in the morgue. You goddamn right.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, my name is Mike Lunford, and this is GGR Pirate Radio. We're the Great Geek Refuge. Every single one of us that's on this podcast is a member of the Great Greek, I can't even say it, (laughs) too too much alliteration, the Great Geek Refuge. It's greatgeekrefuge.com. We've got all sorts of articles, all sorts of wonderful, fantastic podcasts. Tonight, we are doing something that we have not done in 2020. Uh, it is the Geek Sheets. This was originally Steve Monick's baby um, as like an article form, but in the time of quarantine and coronavirus and all that other stuff, we skipped the middleman. We're just going right to Geek Sheets podcast because that's that's how we're going to roll tonight. Uh, I've already mentioned him once. Uh, he's joining me as the co-host and co-founder of the Great Geek Refuge.
0: His name is Steve Monick. Hey, it's almost summertime. And I'm probably still going to be sitting at home. <laughs> I think
1: we're all going to be stuck here at home, man. Uh, we've also got the uh, the third leg of the podcasting team here at uh, the Great Geek Refuge when it comes to GGR Pirate Radio. Uh, he, the MC tonight stands for Master of Consoles, as he will be discussing uh, video games in detail tonight on the Geek Sheets. His name is MC Brooks.
2: Also known as the Master of Cheeses.
1: Master of Jesus. <laughs> uh, when it comes to uh, the fourth member of our podcasting team, it's going to be James Rambo. He'll be joining us in uh, just a little bit. But let's go ahead and uh, kick off the Geek Sheets. Let's play that awesome Geek Sheets theme music that we have.
3: And now it's time for the Geek Sheets. Here's what's going on in the
2: geeky nerdy world.
1: All right. So let's... um. There's a lot of stuff. I wouldn't say that there's a lot of stuff going on because, again, you know, quarantine has kind of limited a lot of what can be done in the entertainment, geeky, nerdy world. But there's a couple of things that that really like jump to my attention. And the one that I want to start with, um, I mean, if we're doing it alphabetically, I think, you know, we'll start with Steve because it's AMC, the the movie theater giant. Like, I, I don't think any person in this Uh, roundtable discussion we're having can say that they haven't been to an AMC AMC theater or had an AMC theater that was like their favorite when they were a kid. Um, But things are are rapidly changing for AMC. Steve, why don't you uh, clue us in on what's kind of going on with uh, the movie theater
0: giant? Sure. And I mean, this might not be a surprise to some people. It might be a surprise to some people. It just kind of depends on, on what you personally do with your, your media consumption prior to COVID, but there's been a lot of people who have been thinking like, you know what? I mean, with all the streaming stuff, the videos on demand, uh, how easy it is to just rent something as a one-off viewing, you know, why do we still have movie theaters? And unfortunately that's kind of being, you know, shown in the bottom line of a lot of these movie theaters. Um, so then when COVID hits, um, and all these theaters go from low profit down to no profit, um, You know this. This is kind of what you get. Uh, So AMC, I think they had a five billion dollar deficit at the end of 2019, um, and going into 2020 with almost no revenue at all, not great. And the big thing about AMC, they are the nation's largest chain, um, still surviving. They're they're larger than I think uh, Cinemark might be next. I'm not sure what's next, but AMC is the big dog. Um, They just had a big old spat with Universal. Uh, as many of you may have seen from various McDonald's commercials or whatever, there was a Trolls movie, and I, I would think it's probably safe to say most of the people listening or paying attention to GGR probably don't care about the Trolls movies. Probably aren't thinking like, oh, I can't wait for that new Trolls movie to come out. But it may impact a lot of stuff because they decided to go, yeah, let's just stream it. You know, forget this whole theatrical release. I don't care about this contract we have. Let's just stream it. Let's just release it that way. And people can watch our stuff and we can still tie in with ads and, you know, all that stuff. Uh, and that's what they did. And they broke the contract with AMC. And AMC is kind of like, well, this is BS. Uh, what are you talking about? You can't just do this. And Universal is like, well, we kind of did. Uh, so now AMC is refusing to show any Universal film, any not film distributed by Universal. Not That's just, a lot of stuff, too. Yeah. That's a lot of movies. Because yeah. Universal is not just Universal, right? There's a lot of different production companies, um, but it's just anything distributed by them. Isn't DreamWorks
1: um, owned by Universal?
0: Yeah, DreamWorks, I think... Uh, God, there's a whole list of them. I think like Paramount, TriStar, all that kind of stuff is all is all Universal. Uh, I might be off, but that, that's, that's what I'm off the top of my head going with. Um, and so they're refusing to do that. Um, so now AMC is blanketing the internet was saying like july 15th everything we're opening up amcs everybody come back to the movies you don't have to wear your mask you don't have to do nothing we don't care just buy our popcorn and come to the theaters because they're running out of time they're running out of options they they need to get butts in the seats or there aren't going to be seats to put butts in anymore now whether or not you think that's a good thing or a bad thing that's your personal decisions right because i mean some people like the comfort of streaming these things from home and if you know the new um you know of you know the new Marvel movie comes out right and you can you know have a watch party at your house or you can stream it kind of like the Super Bowl like you have a Super Bowl party now all of a sudden you have movie release parties um, back when, we, you know, in the future when we're allowed to actually see each other in person, um, you know, or you can all stream it together at the same time and have like a Zoom kind of meeting thing, um, you know. So some people might be excited about this and go like, we just don't even need movie theaters anymore. I, I have a screen at my house and a sound system in my house that's just as good as a movie theater, and I don't have to deal with buying overly priced concessions and dealing with mouth breathers all around me. Some people um and I would think probably the group that's on the call here there's that nostalgia element though of going to the theater mm-hmm. and like you know that was kind of the mark of a movie you know that was always like I'm not going to see it I'll wait for it to come out and I'll rent it or I am going to see this at the theater and there was that kind of three-tiered approach to the initial excitement and anticipated quality of a film Um, And now it's kind of more diffuse than that because of of the streaming element. So that in a nutshell is where the state of an AMC is probably granted. They have this spat with Universal, but they are probably an example of all the theaters in the country. Like all the theaters are experiencing most of these problems. So that's the state of the union for, for theaters. What do you guys think? I mean, do you want. Theaters still around would you care if they left do you think it'd be nice to have a mix and what could they do if streaming kind of becomes the thing that replaces new release films the thing with me
1: is like for movie theaters i like i i still love it going to a movie theater because as a kid it was just this this awesome event like i loved all of it like the whole exchange like just every single like factor of it the sights the smells like just it was a big deal it wasn't just like popping a movie on tv which is fine because you're watching it for the content but there wasn't this grand spectacle of it so like a a good comparison would be the way things changed with um i always heard like my grand my grandmother would say this that like when it came to flying if you were going to take an airplane somewhere that everybody would be dressed up and they would wear a suit and it was a big deal and then when it became something that everybody could get their hands on and everybody could get a a plane ticket people were showing up in their pajamas and stuff like that and like there's nothing wrong with that it's the way culture changes over time it's it, it is what it is you know but like with movies in particular it was always i i liked that aspect but as i grew older as i had Children to take care of, like it it no longer became a priority for me. And for me, and especially doing what we do, it was more about the consumption of the media, however, I could get it. It, what I didn't need to go and spend what is now what 15 bucks sometimes, if you're you know, if you're lucky for a movie ticket. And I'm especially not paying extra for it to be in 3D or to be in IMAX or any of that other nonsense. I still like it. My kid loves it. That's the only reason I go. Honestly, I don't even go see the movies that I want to see in the theaters. I take my kid with the exception of Star Wars. That's the only one that gets special treatment is I'll go see any Star Wars movie in the in big the, on the big screen. But for me, like give it to me direct. You know, I will I will gladly watch it um, as we've discussed on this podcast before. Um, it is called GGR Pirate Radio. I have means and I will find them and I will watch a movie <laughs> however I can get it. But I will say this, um, not to name names, but because we are Pirate Radio, we often help each other out when it comes to these new releases. A lot of times it's like, hey, do you have a link for this movie? And we'll share it with each other. And we've done that. And I've watched the newer movies like the Marvel movies, for instance, on those links. Not the best quality. Right. I'll go back now that they're on Disney Plus and watch them and I'm enjoying them immensely more. Is it the quality? I I don't know. I think that, like, the quality that you're getting maybe probably helps with it, too, because you're not getting, like, any weird interruptions. You're not hearing, like, somebody, like, get up and walk past you because they have to go to the bathroom because, you know, somebody's illegally filming it. But, like, it's weird. There was this weird in between where as I got older, I was like, I don't feel like paying for this. But now as I'm getting even older, it's like I'm willing to pay a little bit more for the quality. So, like, I think the next MCU movie that comes out, I'll probably go see in the theaters because I want that experience. I want the, the, the high level quality of it.
2: Yeah, I yeah I'm um I kind of find myself also in the middle because um like as a teenager like going to the movies was like the best thing ever you could do with your friends especially when there was a movie you really wanted to see like it was like the best thing ever but like as I've gotten into adulthood like I don't I, and especially with streaming services now becoming what they are and so many of them existing and having so much content on it, like I find myself really less inclined to really go see movies in theaters. But, <clears throat> excuse me, I do think what we would lose out on if, you know, we were to, if we were to allow like the, that entire industry to go down will be primarily uh, social, like is, is, is primarily like social credit, I guess I'll say, which is like, I think like, cause I think back to something like the black Panther movie release, Like, I can't imagine like and you all uh, both saw, especially on social media, just like how massive the fanfare for that movie got as far as uh, going to movies and viewing parties and so on and so forth. And I felt like even like if that's the apex, I mean, you still have other movies that uh, I mean, the Star Wars films could be a good example of guys, uh, guys and gals and fans. Uh, dressing up and cosplaying because going to see these films like a big deal and you feel a a sense of community in going to see this thing with other people that you know are also into it and so um like i do think there's value in that because again if i if i think about black panther like does that does that movie make a billion dollars if if it's if it just goes gets if it's just available on streaming versus being able to go to a theater and see it amongst yeah. other people. Like there, there's a whole, there's so, uh, there's a lot of social currency that I feel like we're going to get rid of if we get through it. Like, I feel like this is an issue where yes, there are ways in which you can make things more efficient and in a sense better, but is it better if you're limiting options? Cause as, as customers, I mean, what do customers like more than anything? We like having options for things. So, I, I like I, I I'm much better at like I'm I'm much more with watching things at home. I primarily watch most of my media uh, at home now, but you know when Black Panther two comes out or the Avengers, uh, or just any of these uh, big films uh, that that, that that catches my eye that I want to go see, I don't really want to miss out on that opportunity to 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 have that to to create those type of social experiences with people I'm with and with total strangers in collectively viewing this thing.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I totally agree because it's, again, we're gonna go with old man Mike versus old man Mike that now has to deal with quarantine. Um, Old man Mike was like, these damn kids, they don't get out and do um, enough things socially. Like they're, they're too busy on their Twitters. And they're, t- you know, like they don't go out and see each other. How come there's no face to face interaction anymore? But now I'm like, no, don't have face to face interaction because fuck, you don't want to get anybody sick. So it's like it's this double edged sword, man. And like it would it would really suck if the movie theater industry died because of this. But the one of the one of the things that is part of the the cruelty of capitalism is if you don't adapt, you die. And that's unfortunately just kind of the way it is. And this is the chance for movie theater executives, for the guys who run AMC, who run Regal, who run whatever the other movie theater companies uh, are, they've got to find a creative way to solve this problem because it is a problem. And the fact that AMC basically came out and said, yeah, July 15th, hard open, everything opens, no masks are required. What the fuck, dude? (laughs) Yeah, like, that's that's the thing that scares me. Is like, why why are you gonna say no masks required? Like, are, are you, you're just trying to pander to everybody? Like, it is a Confederate dollar. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, Rambo.
2: And, welcome to the show. Hey. <laughs> hey. <laughs> and you, Mike, you know what the crazy thing is? Is that they're applying all of these other rules, um, for their reopening, like social distancing, um. Contact, contactless and cash-free purchases, hand-sanitizing stations, reduced seating in the sense of every other row of seats will be blocked out to decrease congestion. Exactly. They're putting can... extra time in between uh, play times so that uh, theaters can be completely desanitized okay I, all right you know what I, i'll give size? him a break i'll yeah. give him a
0: break on the on the mask thing then okay you, you know why they're doing it with the mask is because movie theaters make all of their profit margin from the concessions and if you're yeah. saying that you got to wear a mask so it will be a little and harder to eat that popcorn isn't it well yeah. and theoretically if yeah, you're eating like point.
1: that that's been the rules if you're eating you don't actually have to wear a mask so right yeah so i mean like that's okay all right uh all right i i, I back off on that one. Uh, oh. <laughs> um the, the biggest concern that I have is, again, too, like they've got they've got to adapt. You've got to find something. You've got to make it worth their while. And I, and I really think what's going to end up happening is, is you're going to see the same thing that happened to beer. And I'll give you that uh, may not make sense on the surface, but let me explain. So when it comes to beer in the last 20 years, we have seen a massive explosion in the microbrewery. In the local dude, the guy who's like basically taking a warehouse and turning it into a brewery, it's exploded. Right. Like everybody knows somebody who is now a like a, a craft beer maker. Right. Like everybody knows somebody or at least like friend of a friend sort of thing. I think that that's what's going to end up happening in the movie theaters is you're going to see the independent movie theaters thrive because they're going to they're going to tailor the experience to the customer. They're going to do things like um, what was the name of the theater that you worked at, Rambo? Oh, the Angelica. Yeah. Where, I mean, that was a, that wasn't just a sit down, have your popcorn, watch your movie. That was a, you can have dinner or you can have a beer or you can have other kind things. Than,
3: yeah. So, so the, the, the way the Angelica functions is it was more, there is upscale food and drink, um, but it didn't operate. It, it, it was, it's between like an AMC and then an, the, Alamo. Uh, so like the higher end uh, uh, food and drink is there. But no one's bringing it to your to your seat. Gotcha. Uh, okay. So you, but but no, but it, that's that, it's that's definitely a a reasonable example.
1: Yeah. Okay. I mean, like Steve, what, what's your what's your take on this? Like, I know that you're a big movie guy. Just like just like I mean, all, actually, every every single person on this panel tonight is a huge movie buff. Like I already kind of said my piece about it. MC said his. Steve uh, Rambo, how do you guys feel about this?
0: Yeah, Rambo. Why don't you get why don't you go since I've already had. Kind of a little bit of my say, and, and then I'll, I'll wrap it up.
3: Um, I, yeah, it's, uh, it's certainly a thing to do. Um, I, on their end, I understand, uh, wanting to do this. I understand because like they're, they're, you know, talking about posting absurd losses for the first time in a long time. Um, and as you know, as we all know now, uh, no company in the United States is prepared to go without making a steady flow of income for quite some time. Um, even a month or two is enough to pretty much shut them down. So I get it, but it is, inc- it seems incredibly foolhardy to me, um, I can't see this working out well, particularly when, uh, I mean, like you have you have Disney talking about how they're going to be opening back up, and right. there, you know, Florida is just now, uh, uh ha- they've had what their what their week two weeks uh, having been open, and cases of, of of COVID have spiked, um, so the idea that that Disney's going to come in now and be like, yeah, we're, come on in and have a good time, um is just absurd so it can i only see this going badly um it only seems like the kind of thing that is going to be to adversely affect them uh in the long run but then again um it makes sense if the this seems like a hail mary this seems like them grasping at straws me like we have to make some kind of money yeah. even if this gets us bad publicity um So yeah, it it seems like a bad idea overall. As far as like the mask thing is concerned, it is fucking absurd that they're going to say no masks required. Um, because you could, you could just as easily say, obviously when you're, if you're purchasing concessions, you do not have to wear a mask while you are eating and drinking. Um, and that is their nice little workaround for that. Um, but to just be like, yeah, now we're just going to space you assholes out and, uh, Hopefully you don't get sick. Whatever. Give us it, your money.
2: It, they they um, do have it. They they do have the uh, option though to buy masks for a dollar at the at concessions.
3: They're they're selling masks at the concession selling masks stand. Yeah. Holy yeah. shit. You can get uh, a bigger one if it's only a quarter more. <laughs> it's
1: only a quarter more for a bigger one. Hey, and if you have the membership card, if you buy six masks, you get the seventh one free.
3: Oh man, I am I am an A-list member, so uh, <laughs> maybe I should hit that up. But yeah, I mean, like, there's, there's, there are, this doesn't seem nearly creative enough in its execution to be successful, um, and it very much just seems like a, 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 a big, uh, uh, sort of stumbling giant doing its absolute best to, to maintain relevancy and, uh, and solvency. Um, so yeah, I, I, I'm sure as fuck not going to the goddamn movies anytime this this summer. So we'll see.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's not something that really popped up on my radar for sure. I mean, like, and that's the other thing, too, is like, let's 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 look at this like objectively for just a second here. okay? movie theaters have not really been doing well for a while. And I I can point to two really, really good examples. Um, Actually, no, just one. One's really all I need. Uh, Church services. They are many, many, many movie theaters rent out their theater space to to church services. And and again, there's nothing wrong with that at all. High schools do this, too. Like it's it's another it's a smart way to make money. So that's what they're going to have to do. They got to come up with something. They got to do something Eh? because you got you got to find a way to fill that. Because, I mean, most of them don't own the land that those theaters are on. They're renting it. So they're 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 getting killed there. So like they've they've got to find a way. I'm 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 telling you, it's gonna end up being like a more like intimate theater experience is what we're gonna see that ends up working forward.
2: Yeah, I I would say why not try to convert some depending on how much uh, space you have, try to convert some of those parking lots into like drive-in theaters. Or yeah, like right. do something where you're airing uh, a, a handful of movies. You, you're you're doing something where you're like you're you're playing a handful of movies over the course of the, of a day uh, in your parking lot. And I I don't know how you can work out who gets to come and who doesn't, but try to figure something out where you can, where you can do it. Well, and like, that's the other thing too, is
1: like we live in a technologically advanced age where you very easily could be like, Oh, Hey, the audio stream for this movie is going to be right here. And therefore you can stream it from your phone directly to the Bluetooth on your car. And like most people have pretty awesome sound systems Mm -hmm. in their car. So, like, you get a good experience. And then the movie, like, a perfect example is the Regal uh, down here. I'm sorry, it's not the Regal Cinema. I can't remember what the name of the other one is. But, the, like, the building itself is huge, and it has these big blank walls. And guess what would work wonderful for a movie screen is that right there. So There you go. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Steve, go ahead and kind of kind of wrap us up here on this one, man.
0: Yeah, I mean, and, and these are just... The symptoms uh, of a disease that's been going on in the movie industry for a while, Um, just Corona is kind of making them more pronounced because, you know, you look at something like, you know, movie pass. You know, that thing was a complete financial disaster. And that was one of the only ways you could get people in the movie theaters regularly, you know, and then every theater released their own kind of membership club plan to get people in the theaters. But people aren't buying concessions every time and they don't really make a ton of money off of those so then when they hit this kind of big crisis like rambo said like you know some these places like two months without any profit and they're just they're done so um so i mean in the long run it would be nice to see them adapt and do something i'm just not smart enough to know what that something is and it might just be where movie theaters are obsolete at this point
3: oh yeah. my god so I'm, I'm reading over this new york times article about uh, about the announcement, and the last one of the last, one of the paragraphs in it, uh, or one of the sentences in it, AMC said it is looking to high-tech vacuums, quote unquote, electrostatic sprayers, and upgraded ventilation systems. Clorox may serve as a cleanliness advisor. You
1: know what that says to me?
3: Money. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yes, yeah, this is going to be more they're expensive. They're going to bleed m- themselves.
1: They're going to bleed themselves dry. Oh just to make it so that people can go back to the theater and then ah oh, jesus and then you're looking at 25 dollars tickets like 30 dollars tickets like it's i really think the smart thing and this is just my opinion again what the what the hell do i know is the things that they were saying like have more time between the movies like i'll tell you one thing that they did when we went and got a haircut um and you want to talk about like a intimate experience as far as physicality goes because the person has to touch you they have to be within six uh, six feet of you um, I had to wear a mask, but before I walked in there, they did the the um, like external um, ther- thermometer. I don't even know what it's called. Like it's it basically they scan your forehead, right? Um, they ask you the question, "Have you been sick in the last two weeks? You know, have you had a cough, anything like that?" So like that's the kind of thing that they're going to need to do.
2: Is... They've already said they're not. Yeah. Okay. They, of they, course they've they. already said they're they're not they're not going to. Uh... Uh, Take anyone's temperature or anything before uh, giving them access to the theater. Great idea. So, but you know, bring Clorox in and buy and
1: get these like high tech HEPA filter, like Starship Enterprise ventilation systems. Because, yeah, because that's going to be that's going to kill them. It, it, it's
3: yeah. So uh, they, they posted their losses for last quarter. Yeah, uh, it was two point one eight billion dollars. Oh, my God. Same time last year, it was 130 million. So <laughs> huh. they're uh, they're doing pretty rough. Um, as of April 30th, AMC had 718 million in cash enough to stay off bankruptcy through the fall, even if theaters remain closed. Um, yeah, that oh god. Yeah. It's going to get
1: bad before it gets better, that's for sure. And like I really, like you said, I think this is the Hail Mary. Um, Let's go ahead and we'll move on to topic numero dos. Um, While we're talking about entertainment and things we like to do with our entertainment dollars, uh, there are two new video game systems coming out here um, by the end of the year. Uh, We've got a PlayStation 5. And then we're going to have a new Xbox system that I don't even know what they're calling it this this go around. But that's why we have the master of consoles himself, MC Brooks, who's going to be discussing video games for us. What is this new Xbox system even called, MC?
2: Uh, it's called the Series X.
1: Series X. Uh, not yeah, even... so
2: just the Xbox X for sure. Yeah,
1: okay. That's not exciting. But, I mean, but, <laughs> I mean, ps PS5 is not exciting, let's be honest. I oh, no, know, there's three X's in there, pal. It could be plenty <laughs> yeah. exciting. Yeah. <laughs> a <laughs> whole different level of gaming is what it is <laughs> so what do what do we know about the about these systems mc like is there one that's really like standing out that's like this one is going to be way better this one's going to be like the, the top of the heap or is it essentially going to come down to hey which one do you think looks cooler to like which one has the better games uh, at launch
2: uh well Ask your, you, when you go in to buy a new console, you're going to be asking yourself the big question. Do I want the fridge or do I want the Wi-Fi router? Because that's what both of these uh, new consoles look like. You have space for a mini fridge? You're going to go Xbox. Prefer, the, prefer Wi-Fi? You're going to go PlayStation. Because the uh, the designs of these consoles have pretty much been roasted all over the Internet ever since uh, the designs for both kind of leaked onto the Internet uh sometime within the last month yeah um as far i mean it, a lot of it is just going to come down to preference uh because i mean there are significant details between the two but as far as things like the specs are concerned the the specs for the xbox are like slightly better than playstation but not so different that it's going to be like very egregious like you're not going to be looking at sega genesis versus playstation 1 type of gap here like it's going to be fairly even between the two and if you watch the uh the presentations for for both then uh uh you you pretty much got an idea just how beautiful uh the media is going to be uh when you're watching it on uh, the ps5 or the xbox um so let's see though i mean as far as like i said graphics not, not nothing major now as far as games and exclusives Personally, I'm a big fan of PlayStation. Uh, I mean, they—they've. I mean, every time there's been, every time there's been time to uh, debut a new console, uh, PlayStation is PlayStation is pretty much kicked Xbox in the ass. Whether it was 2013 and what's considered a legendary E3 moment, where PlayStation was like, "Oh hey, not only are we giving you guys a new console." But hey, Final Fantasy VII remake, you got it. Kingdom Hearts III, the ever elusive uh, video game that no one was sure would ever, you know, come out ever. Oh yeah, we're gonna give you that too. And like, kind of regardless of how you felt about it, they it, everyone pretty much agreed that Sony won. And after Sony's uh, co- uh, video conference last week, pretty much revealing. Uh, all the things that they're working on, all the things that you can expect um, when when the console comes out later this year, such as uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales, which it, it went viral because it's a standalone game featuring Miles Morales. That looked amazing, by the way, the trailer yeah, for that. It, exact, it, it looked amazing, right? So I mean we're we're getting we're getting uh, we're getting that it's a it's a standalone game that is just going to focus on Miles, and it's going to be part of that Sony uh, Spider-Man video game universe. You have uh, the sequel to Horizon Zero Dawn called Forbidden West, uh, Ratchet and Clank, Graham Turismo Seven. I mean there's a lot to be excited about for uh, the the PS5. I mean with with Microsoft like they've they've done. They've made some major moves in recent years, acquiring some development studios to bring in some some kind of exclusive games. But I mean most of the stuff that you, most of the stuff that you're gonna go to Xbox for you can probably find on PlayStation, unless you're really into Halo. Which <laughs> I, I mean, at this point, why?
3: Yeah. <laughs> like, I know there <laughs> are people who are, but I don't fucking get it.
1: Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I, I was like I was an Xbox person for, for a minute there, but like it was, it was m- basically when it was a um, PlayStation two versus Xbox thing, because PlayStation two came out well before, but yeah. the ex- when the Xbox came out, I was like this, the system looks really cool. The games are cool. Like everything looks smooth. When you mm-hmm. compare the two games, the, a similar game to each other on the PlayStation two and the Xbox, it just looked better. And I was sold. I was like, all right, cool. I'm going to get this. And then when it went, to 360 versus PS3, uh, same thing. And I, I stuck with the Xbox 360, mostly because somebody bought it for me. I got it as a Christmas gift. Um, I probably would have chose a, um, a PS3 just because it had the Blu-ray. But like, I also worked in gaming. Um, I worked for GameStop. And I remember at one point, when I was like just about ready to like pull the trigger and be like, you know what, let me go and get a PS3 as well, because they got a lot of really awesome games. Um, the whole uh, Sony hack thing happened. And the PlayStation Network was down for like five days. Uh, PlayStation did like almost or yeah, Sony did like absolutely nothing like to help their customers. Um, They just you saw how poor their management was. And I was like, yeah, I'm not touching that system with a 30 foot pole. You can forget that. And I got to say, man, I mean, this is a long time ago. This is probably now like a good 10 years ago. Um, But they really bounced back, dude. Like when they did the the PS4, Like, like you said, like, like that epic announcement at E3, it really seems like they got their crap together. And I mean, kudos to them for that, you know?
2: Yeah. They, they, they also got lucky that, uh, Microsoft embarrassed themselves. Yeah. Like (laughs) uh, the week or two before, uh, the week or two before E3 where they were, where they were saying, oh yeah, like you're, uh, you know, the Xbox 360 is going to ink, uh, what is it? Encrypt their games. So you won't be able to resell them. You won't be able to give it to your friends. It was yeah. like their attempt to to kill the the video game resale market, and all it did was get them dragged until they opted. Okay, 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 we're not gonna do this. <laughs>
1: they that was that was a giant middle figure to GameStop because um, I think I've told this story before, but like GameStop the the developers for years had asked GameStop like, hey, you guys make bank off of your used game uh, market. We want a little piece of this so that we have more to develop good games because these are expensive to to do and people buy them new and then that's it like there's a shelf life of like maybe like two or three months if that and then they're they're automatically used and people are going to buy them used can you give us a little a little help here and GameStop double middle finger laughed at them and the developers were like guys seriously help us out here and GameStop was like go fuck yourselves and it didn't go over well and I think Microsoft oversold that PlayStation was like, we don't really care, whatever. But then they also started going to like the digital downloads and things like that. And like, that's why you're seeing so many GameStops close that. And the fact that, you know, they're they're run by the devil himself. Yeah. Um,
2: <laughs> yeah. Like, well, I mean, yeah. the funny thing is Sony, Sony was going to do the same thing. They had quietly announced the same thing. But once they saw Microsoft get dragged for, <laughs> for that, they basically rescinded it before anyone really noticed that they had said. Oh yeah, our console is gonna have the exact same feature.
1: Going through with a sharpie and like crossing it out in their press releases. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, of you guys, like, who owns a modern system? Like, they're they're now on the Xbox One, on the PlayStation Four. I know you own the PS4, MC, Steve, and um, uh, Rambo. Do you guys own any modern systems?
0: Yeah, I have a yeah. PS4. I have an Xbox One.
1: What like I don't even know anything about the Xbox One. Like, it, what is
0: there a difference between that and the PS4? Like, it, like. Good question. I mean, I don't really play any games on it. It's basically a media console for me. I, I got it uh, for my wedding from my brother. Oh, nice. Um, and um, you know, honestly, like we watch, you know, we stream stuff through it. It's a Blu-ray player for for my movies. Um, I think I have Skyrim and Star Wars Battlefront 2 and I think that's about all the games I actually have for Xbox 1. Um I just I don't know. I just I'm not a gamer anymore. I mean, I'm more into the the retro gaming, you know, and and mm-hmm. with my Raspberry Pi and stuff. That's that's more my my bag.
3: Yeah, I uh I was super hyped about um Borderlands 3 and I was pl- I was into it for a while uh and then happened i don't know like i have i am so weirdly hot and cold The things sometimes where i'll be like absolutely dedicated to it and then it'll just you know like a like a switch gets, gets flipped and i'm suddenly like yeah whatever um because it was definitely because so, i i just we we uh bought a switch from a friend of ours and that basically became all my time uh was playing super metroid and then playing Oh, oh, I just, I beat Link to the Past the other day, guys. Um, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, full heart containers. Fucking all of it. Give me that shit. Um, but yeah, uh, Steve actually reminds me, I need to go and download my PS Plus games for the month, which include Battlefront 2. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I, I have a PS4, um, me and Katie both play it, but of late, we've been playing the Switch a little more, um. Honestly, I am kind of past the point where like the specs are really a huge selling point. It's gonna be like what what do you have to play? What games do you have? What are you offering mm-hmm. by way of games? Um, because every system that comes out is gonna be more advanced and more you know you know crazy involved and uh, and powerful. Um, and the switch has proved uh, uh nintendo since since the Wii has proved. We don't have to be the most technologically advanced to get people's money. Um, we're going to be doing things that other people just flat out won't because we want everyone's money. I remember when the when the fucking Wii first uh, uh, dropped and they showed the people people saw the controller like it looks like a remote control. Nintendo's like, yeah, it does. You know <laughs> who can use a remote? Your grandmother, your little sister, your granddad. everybody can fucking use a remote. Give me your money. It
2: really was. we. really just
3: the
0: Wii man, the DS. Like, yeah. you want to talk oh, about yeah. something that will oh, blow? Oh, yeah,
2: that too.
1: Talk yeah, about genius mobile, marketing, man. too. Like, where in their commercials, they were like, um, it was those really nice, polite Japanese men that showed up, and they were like, we would like to play. And they were like, with old people. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and all of a sudden, you're like, old people play video games? And, like, I remember like people who ran um retirement homes coming in and buying every single weed that you could get their hands on yep. because uh, yeah
2: like it, it's
3: yeah where we, you got to play, play tennis or exactly. we're gonna go bowling
2: yeah, or yeah we're gonna play exactly.
3: baseball like the, the, the <laughs> yeah.
2: dance studio games yeah
3: yeah, yeah exactly like crazy yeah
2: and like it's
1: it's really funny because PlayStation and, and, and Microsoft or, or Sony and Microsoft are like duking it out right, and Nintendo's just like sitting back like just laughing as they like I mean, yeah. continue to duke it out, and Nintendo's like fools, you know, continue to fight as I take over the throne kind of thing. Like it's
2: because they especially too because where Nintendo especially won was not only not deciding not to try to, to try not compete with the uh, with Sony and Microsoft, but also completely take over the handheld market. I okay. mean, people can yeah. play games can play games on phones now, but that's the, your primary competition. I mean, Sony tried to get into the handheld game and just it didn't work. They were too ahead of themselves with the PSP, and the the Vita just did just failed outright. I
0: yeah. forgot that was a thing until just now. <laughs> <laughs> the PSP. Exactly. Like it, it's it's really it,
2: it's it's just the, and the fact that Nintendo has so many different ty- they offer so many different types of games and there's and the uh, the the, the DSs and uh, the 3DS especially like they're, they're all accessible to everybody. There's literally whatever kind of game you're interested in, you can find it and you can play it on 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 um, on a DS. Yeah. I mean, and like think
1: about like think about Pokemon for a second. Like every Pokemon game is Nintendo. Like period. And the next one that comes out if they do it on the um the switch I mean that's that that's easily like billions of dollars that they're gonna make on that system and like sony and Microsoft are are, are fighting over their next weird looking systems you know like you said the refrigerator or the Wi-fi you know or or the router like it's just like it,
3: they're um, uh I remember reading an article about or or a stat rather about, um, the time it took Microsoft, Nintendo, and Sony to not just recoup, well, to, to, to fully recoup costs and start actually turning a profit on their various consoles. And so this was PS three or PS four. I think it was PS four. Um, the Xbox One, or no, it was the th- I think it was the 360, the PS3, and the Wii. Yeah. And for Microsoft and Sony, it took between like three and four years before they were able to cover all their costs and start actually turning a profit. And Nintendo managed to do it in like nine months. Damn. Because <laughs> they specifically weren't trying to go for the most high end console.
1: Yeah, it was they the were... only one that wasn't in full HD. Yeah.
3: Uh huh. Well, and, like, yeah,
0: it, it wasn't the PlayStation 3's whole thing about uh, jamming a Blu-ray player in there was to yep. win the high-def wars, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Which, like, hey, congratulations! You get you good job. You did it. Um, <laughs> like, like I, I, I'm, I'm honestly surprised. I don't know if it's a matter of like nerds finally maturing. Or what? But I haven't seen. I mean, which also isn't, isn't to say that I, I am looking terribly hard. But I haven't seen many many people bulking at the price, um, because with what's it's like seven hundred bucks, right?
2: Jesus. Well, for the, well, the leaked price right now, because uh, Amazon like Amazon like accidentally had uh leaked the, the the prices. So the PS5 also has there are two versions of it. You have the the digital version. Which is if you if you only buy if you only download your games and you're not interested in buying discs at all, then you have that and that's only going for three ninety nine. That's the leaked price. Oh, shit. It's not. It's not. Again, now now it's not a hundred percent. Like Sony has not come out and confirmed it, but this is just according to what was what was available on Amazon.
3: Oh, that was listed briefly.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you have the digital, which is uh, three ninety nine, and then the the regular version, which uh, which will it has the disc slot because it allows it it, uh, it has backwards compatibility all the way through the PS2 I believe. Goddamn. Yeah. So if you're someone like myself who still owns a ton of games because you you pretty much rode with Sony your entire life <laughs> to this point, then that that would be uh, the the console for you. That uh, just so you can play literally anything you own and you could potentially get rid of the PS three or PS four that you own. If you have a PS five.
3: So I, I thought ahead, I so. 700, I thought was, was that for the Xbox? I
2: thought no, it, I saw that number. Well, it, yeah. For, that was the people were, were suspecting that that was going to be the playstations. Uh, the, that that was going to be the amount considering the, the title, the exclusives that they were talking about, the specs, uh, the features, the fact that it's a new console, and each console usually is a little bit more expensive than the one before it. So like people were because I think the PS4 came out with like uh, it was like 500 at launch if I remember correctly. So people were thinking that it would that the PS5 would would probably be around 700, and people pretty much rode with that until two things: one, the price that leaked the prices that leaked on Amazon, and two. Sony issuing a statement that basically said that they're not so much concerned with like maximizing costs, but they, I'm paraphrasing here. They basically want to, want to keep it like relatively affordable considering everything that's going on right now. Like, I, like I just don't think, and, and I think that's the reason they also haven't confirmed it because if, if it is the 700 number, I mean, it looks really insensitive with, uh, however many Americans are unemployed right now like and say, hey, if you want our 000. console, 700.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's 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 one of those, like, uh, much much like we were talking about with AMC, I absolutely get it from the business standpoint of, like, this is what it costs because this is what it costs to make. Right. Um, but at the same time, you know, something's only worth what people are willing to pay for it.
1: I'm looking like I'm looking at the pictures right now, and they there's two distinct pictures. There's one that looks um like it looks like a real fancy like like corporate built building that you would see um the the PlayStation Five that is, and then another one where it looks kind of like I don't know, kind of like a the letter U. It looks like a weird I don't know what the hell that thing would be. It's like I, I'm seeing two different designs here for the PS Five. So the
2: only real them?
3: difference. Go ahead.
2: I was gonna, Well, I was just gonna ask. Are is uh, the one is one of the designs you're looking at black? Yeah. Uh, that one is probably the the leaked demo design that that came out like a year or two ago. Oh, okay. Because yeah. uh, whatever the the tall one that has that's white on both sides or yeah. mostly white that's the official design. Oh, I gotcha. Uh, okay. Yeah, they haven't. They Sony hasn't confirmed that they're gonna have any like alternate colors or anything for the PS5.
3: Gotcha. Okay. okay. Yeah, and the only real difference between the the digital and the disk drive one is the disk drive on the lower right, if it's standing up, uh, has like a little black rectangle, uh, which which actually is the disk slot. Uh, and there's more of a um, uh, there's more of sort of a bump that comes off the off the side to fit that uh, that hardware there. Yeah. Yeah, the
1: way it's the way it's designed, it almost looks like it's like a, it looks
3: like a transformer.
1: In the sense I dig that, like, it, man. Yeah. I really like it. It's I'm cool. I mean, like, I like the lines, but it looks it literally looks like you would be like sitting on your like, you know, your 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 uh, entertainment stand. And then like you would hit a button and like the wings would pop out and like it would like growl at you. And yeah, like all of a sudden it'd have a blaster in its hand. It's like, OK, all right. PS5, it's cool. I'll put My hands up like just just chill. Like the Xbox, the Xbox literally is like truth in marketing. It's called an Xbox and it's mm-hmm. a box. Like, simple, Which, like, like,
3: yeah. Now that you say that, it seems like that was somebody's pitch. You're like, so what <laughs> what, do you, what do you think the design's going to look like? What, what, what should we do? It's a box. It's a, it's a, take two cubes, sit them next to each other. That's the whole thing. So, so follow me here.
1: It's a box with an X on it.
3: <laughs> I'm going to call
1: it
0: the Xbox.
3: It's sort of our whole deal. <laughs>
0: You're a loose cannon, Lunsford. They'll never
3: fly. <laughs> well, it's funny because the, the, of the two, like, well, or rather, with with both of them, you have two very distinct approaches. You have um, the ex, uh, like, you have Microsoft going. We're going for practicality. Yeah, this is very simple. It is not. It's not in any way modular. It's not. It's not. De- it's not designed to be looked at. It is designed to be functional. Like, if you just glanced at it, and somebody said, "Oh, yeah." That is the the uh, power supply for the new system. You go, oh, okay, um not the console itself. Um, so it's it, it's designed to sort of like slink into the background, like Steve was saying earlier with regard to what he does with his 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 bone. Um, it it's a media player, media hub, yeah. so you know, they went for something that is like very easy to hide very minimal and then sony's like no this is a piece of art this is designed <laughs> to stand out um like it's it's yeah it's fucking white and there's like the the blue lines on the inside on the edges uh, and it's black and there's like this kind of like almost like like a, a like organic like like weirdly vaginal look to it um <laughs> yeah like they're doing some some like galaxy brain thinking over at sony it's it's uh, almost like if
1: when you start it up instead of like a startup noise where it beeps it would like play like classical music like it just seems like something <laughs> like the debi- designed by dyson you know like the dyson yeah. like vacuums and stuff like that like it's an elegant design for like you hear a problem. soft
3: yeah. like a, a soft feminine sigh from it <laughs> <laughs> hello ps5
1: oh my god uh what did uh what did peter call um the suit in uh spider-man homecoming uh karen is that what it was yes yeah yeah, yeah that's what he would call yeah you just call it karen did you know that this has instant kill mode the playstation 5 has instant kill mode hell yeah let's do it yeah all the blue turns red yeah exactly <laughs> Oh man! All right. So, is anybody gonna like go out and spend this money on this this these systems? I almost called them something else, but fuck <laughs> uh, <agree>. no!
3: <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> not about, I, certainly not immediately. It, yeah,
2: I I rarely do. Yeah, but that Miles Morales game looks kind of it, it. It might be hard for me to have to wait a couple months unless unless it's also available on PS4.
3: That's fair. Um, yeah. I for me consoles are like one. It's it's consoles are never the highest priority for a number of reasons. At least, of which is I'm always usually broke, and uh, for one and two, um, I'm dealing with the previous consoles games and things. Uh, so, so, so so those are the primary reasons for me to not buy it, uh, uh, not be able to buy it immediately. But the reason that I just flat out don't buy it immediately is particularly since like. I want to like the PS3 and up. Um manufacturers have been rushing these things to market. Yeah. And there are always a ton of bugs to work out before before they actually really work the way they're supposed to. The there's never usually more than uh, a couple yeah. launch games too. So nah, I I will give it a solid year and then <laughs> I will see about picking one up. You I don't just, want to like, be a beta tester? <laughs> Fuck no. Hey, you want to send me a free console? Sure. Let's see what we can do. But <laughs> I'll yeah, bring this thing in for you. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not going to give you $500 so I can play your broken broken hardware.
1: <laughs> I just I remember with the 360 and the Red Ring of Death. I remember people giving me all these like crazy solutions, like oh, just like take off the plastic outside and like put it in your oven at like 300 degrees for like 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 you know 45 minutes. You should about that, yeah wrap it up in a bunch of towels and like force it to overheat and i'm like no this is xbox's fault i'm sending it back to them and they're gonna replace it yeah well you know but you could just fix it yourself i was like yeah and void the warranty but no i'm gonna go send it back to them this is their fault like but you know what else you could do you could just take a bunch of hair dry no you know i just shut up like that no. over
3: wasn't the overheat thing it was like there was some kind of sensor Oh, but, let me tell you, you
0: all about it because yeah, that's how I'm, I got that's how I got my 360. I bought is. a red ringed one, opened up, and fixed it because <laughs> I the, got an Xbox 360 for fifteen dollars. I was gonna say day.
1: the son of an electrical engineer. Just wait for these stories. <laughs> yeah, these are,
0: yeah, yeah, It's not it's not the best story in the world or whatever, but there was a, a dude uh, on campus and he knew how to like flash the firmware to do um like a like a hacked version so you could play burnt like copies of games and everything so you could try stuff out. And, um, so he's like, dude, like if you had a 360, I could do this for you. And I'm like, I don't, but I know how to fix one. This just bought off of eBay and I uh, kid you not, I went to radio shack, you know, yeah. when those were still a thing and, um, just went and bought, yeah, you just need to buy like heat sinks and you, it, that it was literally an overheating problem. So I think what they were trying to do with all those stupid tips they were giving you Mike yeah. was to try and overheat it to the point where some of the soldering would melt that's exactly, exactly what it was yeah. to a liquid and then reapply to it. But no, you had to go in there and buy like third party heat sinks and put them on the, the circuitry there. So it would not overheat. And it wasn't a permanent fix. Like it was a design flaw that like, no matter how much you got in there and fiddled with it, eventually it was going to crap out. But I mean, it was serviceable for the time being. So, you know, it, it, I hope that the the new models, if you're going to drop 700 bucks on it, you don't got to wrap it in towels and hit it with a hairdryer because the heat sinks aren't on there. That that would be ridiculous.
1: I just like I picture the new ones with the technology that's in them, like getting so hot that like, you know, um, when the Tesseract starts like doing its thing and like melts through the chassis of that giant ship that um, Red Skull had. That's what I picture it doing. Like this giant box that they've created for the new Xbox, just like melting through your console and like through the floorboards of your house, like all the way down to the basement. Like it's it's a small design flaw, you know, it actually gets to the (laughs) the temperature of plasma, but you know, it's, it's fine. It's a bug. It's a known fix we're, we're working on. Don't worry about it.
2: That's actually uh, one of the things that they, thought about with the design of the the, this this new xbox so it has uh it they basically designed it to have the airflow out the top so it's so it has better uh more efficient temperature management
1: well there you go they already had plans for uh the tesseract apparently (laughs) as long as we don't have to deal with uh thanos i think we'll be all right um look at this perfect timing we've done the first half of the geek sheets right at a little after nine o'clock here mr monic as always, my friend, thank you so much for your contributions and being part of our GGR team. We always appreciate you, man. Enjoy um, bedtime duty as you read stories and tuck the kids in and all that fun stuff. And we will catch you next week, my friend.
0: Adios, gentlemen.
2: Take care, right, Adios.
3: Thank you for listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Make sure you check out our website, greatgeekrefuge.com, for all of our awesome articles and wonderful podcasts.
0: This has been Pirate Radio Network Production,
2: Juice Bags. (laughs) Yeah, boy!